L-O-V-E. A word this generation throws around without knowing the real meaning. And you say L-O-V-E is a feeling, but the Bible itself says feelings are deceiving, so wouldn't that path be misleading? And you say L-O-V-E is an action, but the same ones who said they love me have turned around and abused me. Not physically, but mentally. Living my mind in a psychotic state when lonely. And I can't understand how God can be loved and leave us on this planet of cruelty. Every day the news flashes with how we mistreat each other. That's brutal, see? Love has to be more than what we think. Because if love is a feeling, feelings change every day. I can love you today and tomorrow forget your name. And if love is an action, then what is the action portrayed? Because the same knife you gave me to open my box of chocolates was stabbed in my back the next day. And how are we supposed to give love if it was never received? That L-O-V-E has a post on my veins to make my heart beat. And I don't understand how mankind can define something and they don't know what it really means. How are you going to create a definition without the creator in between? That bothers me, see. Love is the ability to sacrifice for the ability to put others before yourself and i don't mean in line i mean with time so why is it such a crime to be divine to sacrifice your ego for tender to sacrifice and be patient instead of tempered to sacrifice your doubts for belief to sacrifice your silence for speech to not be self-seeking and teach teach others what it really means God is love and a sacrifice. He knew only the death of his son would bring us peace, tranquility, and make us free. He knew there would be no progression without pain, and let them put him in chains because he would rather see us saved and give grace, and I would rather choose God over anything any day. And it's crazy how I didn't meet love till Christ found me, even though I was in a world full of people that surrounded me. So intimate because it's within you and within me, and it pulses through my veins to make my heart beat and fills my lungs with the breath of life and gives me a reason to breathe. A reason to wake up in the morning Because there's still purpose within me Destiny waiting to be achieved So please stop saying love is a feeling Feelings don't last longer than a week It's like a toxic relationship that you run back to Trying to feel complete And they say love makes you blind But true love helps you see Don't let this generation make you be naive Causing you to fall into traps because you couldn't see Please Love is Nails in Christ's hands Nails in his feet a crown of thorns, but no defeat, cause he rose again and took the keys of Calvary. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it keeps no records of wrongs, love does not delight with evil but rejoices with the truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love never Hey, Extraordinaries, welcome back to the podcast. That was a poem I wrote called L-O-V-E. And now let's get into the poem breakdown. Um, So the overall theme of the poem is obviously talking about love, um, the world's definition of love, God's love, just love in the air. Um, But yes, that's the overall theme. Just talking about what does love mean? Who is love? And you know, like, why do certain people struggle with receiving and giving love? Um, so what inspired me to write it? So if you guys don't know, um, I'm a Valentine baby. Um, my birthday is on Valentine's Day. So um, it was, I don't know what year, but it was crazy. Oh, 2020. 
I remember because it was like when I first started getting into poetry and um it was like December-ish and I felt like the Holy Spirit literally gave me like an idea of like turning a skit into like a spoken word um one of my other gifts is like screenwriting right and I wrote for my youth group and literally I had this idea of like turning a skit into um a spoken word and it was just so heavy on my heart and I was just like at first, I was, like, hesitant, like, nah, like, there's no way I can do something like that. <laughs> but, like, it was just so heavy on my heart. And I was, like, yo, like, so I brought the idea to um one of the girls um in my youth group. And I was, just like, yo, like, I have, like, this idea of, like, turning a skit into, like, a spoken word. Like, what you think? What you think? Like, yeah, like, that's dope. Like, feel me? And I'm, like, how am I going to execute it? I don't know. But that's how good God is because he gives you people to help you execute um, the mission and the plan that he has. So, yeah, like that's honestly what inspired me to write it. Like just my birthday being on Valentine's Day and, um, you know, talking about love. And, you know, like I struggled with love for like so long um, because I grew up in a household that would say, um, you know, like you love me, but like you would like, you know, treat me like a different way so yeah like that's what inspired me to write the poem so yeah that's pretty much like how like this came about um so like the original like version like this way um the way this this poem was written was like it was a skit that was turned into um uh like you know that led to my performance of the spoken word and like the end of the skit um transition that like started the beginning of this poem at first was like um matter of fact love should should be spelled c h r i s t instead of and that's how I came in and I started spelling l o v e l word this generation but yeah but you know maybe like I will like remake that skit in like a better version but we'll see we'll see what happens but yeah now let's get into the breakdown of the bars so the first bar L-O-V-E, a word this generation throws around without knowing the real meaning. Um, I think the word love is used so lightly in this generation. Like, people out here are confusing lust and love. And man, um, can I just shout out this girl named Nia? Um, She said something so powerful in my first priority group, how, like, lust is a false reality like you lust when you lust you don't want to face the actual reality and i was just like yo <laughs> that that hit my soul like that hit my soul like lust being a false reality because it is like when you lust you're only looking at the physical but when you love you're looking at the soul like what that person has to carry and i thought that was just so powerful and i just wanted to share that and it's crazy how, like, after a week of lusting, like, people would be like, yo, like, I love you. Like, sir, you don't even know me. <laughs> like, um, that's why, like, I think, like, this generation just throws it around without actually knowing, like, what that word means. Um, but, yeah. And then the next bar um, says, and you say, L-O-V-E is a feeling, but the Bible itself says feelings are deceiving. So, wouldn't that path be misleading? Um I just wanted to share a scripture that, like, talked about how, like, your feelings itself, like, if you follow your feelings, like, those feelings are, like, deceiving, you know? They're, when you follow your feelings, they're not going to lead you the right way. Like, oh, like, I feel this type of way about him, da-da-da-da-da. Does he produce fruit? Is he a man of God? 
does he love Jesus? And if he loves Jesus, does he obey his commandments? You feel me? So the scripture I wanted to share was Jeremiah um, 17, 9 through 10. And this is the New King James Version. And it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So it's talking about like the heart being deceitful. And if love is a feeling and you're following that feeling, isn't it deception? Aren't you being deceived? And the other um, verse I wanted to share was Proverbs 4.23. And this is the NIV version. And it says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And that's why it's so critical, so important who you let in and who do you allow to like carry something so how do I say this? So fragile. Like if you give your heart to someone, you're saying like, here, you can have all of me. But that's why you have to give your heart to Jesus first. Because when you give your heart to Jesus first, he never fails you. He never says, oh, thank you. Now let me crush it up. No, he says, thank you. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for allowing me to change your life for the better, for the good. So yeah. And then the next bar says, and you say, L-O-V-E is an action, but the same ones who said they love me have turned around and abused me. Not physically, but mentally. Leaving my mind in a psychotic state with lonely. Um, so, like, like I mentioned before, actually, how I grew up. And, like, um, it wasn't only, like, the household itself, but, like, just, like, family in general misusing the word love. Because it was, like, you would say it, but you would not show it. Um, so, Yeah. So I most definitely, like, um, met people who would say, like, oh, they love me, but their actions showed completely different. And um, talking about, like, emotional and verbal abuse, like, I just feel like emotional and verbal verbal um, abuse are so traumatic because they're in the mind. Like, physical abuse is, like, don't get me wrong, like, that's traumatic, true, like, that's traumatic, too, but when you deal with emotional and verbal abuse, it's like you have to fight it on the inside. Like you have to like your mind constantly plays and plays like um, these, you know, the words that are said, like, you know, the man- manipulation. And it's like you can't necessarily like fist fight it, but you have it's like a mind battle that you're dealing with every single day. And. I remember um, Jerry said this. He's a pastor, and he was like, the mind replays what the heart hasn't healed from. So you, you're holding on to childhood drama um, and all of this um, trauma that you've experienced as a kid, and it's, like, replaying in your mind. That's why, like, I feel like emotional and verbal abuse is so traumatic, um, and it's, like, so important that, like, we start communicating how we feel. We start communicating things that we've dealt with because if we don't communicate it, we're going to struggle with some of that stuff, like, the rest of our life. And it's going to enter relationships. And um, even, like, with your business partner, like, you don't even realize, like, how critical it is to heal from that stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the next bar. Um, and I can't understand how God can be loved and leave us on this planet of cruelty Every day the news flashes with how you mistreat each other. That's brutal. Um, once again, just like I feel like a lot of people um have this question, but like not afraid um to ask it. But I've most definitely had this question, which is why I put it in here. Um, you you sometimes you question like, well, is is God love? Because we're on this planet of cruelty. Like every day, bad things are happening. Bad things are happening to good people. Like 
is God love. You feel me? Like, if he is, then why are we on this planet of cruelty? Like, why do we have to witness this stuff? Like, why do I have to go through these hardships and trials? Like, if God is love, if he's supposed to be so loving and so caring, why do I have to deal with all of this? And people ask these questions, and it's okay to ask. Like, I don't want you guys to be like, well, like, how, like you know, like, have those questions. Like, present them to God. Like, ask him, like, God, if you're so caring and loving, why is my family going through this? Why am I going through this? But know that um, God has gifted us free will. So it's not his fault that all of this stuff is happening. It's our fault. It's humans that cause, like, you know, like, all the negativity, um, the cruelty, the the beating. It's, it's not his fault. It's because he gave us free will. But it's our decisions that cause all of this stuff to happen in the world. So we see it on the news every day like there's always a shooting a robbery kidnapping or whatever the negative news is and it's constantly being flashed in our faces and we're coming to a point where we where we were becoming desensitized to it like it's just like another day of it instead of like yo like this stuff is serious like that robbery is serious that killing is serious it shouldn't be just another black boy or just another little girl or just another this it should be like yo this is a serious situation and we need to pray about it we need to do something about it we need to break some generational curses we need to spread the gospel more it shouldn't be like oh it's just another this but let's do something about it um yeah i feel like that was on my chest and i need to get out but yeah the next bar um see Love has to mean more than what we think. Because if love is a feeling, feelings change every day. I can love you today and tomorrow forget your name. And if love is an action, then what is the action portrayed? Because the same knife you gave me to open my box of chocolates was stabbed in my back the next day. Um, so the bar speaks for itself. Our, feel, our feelings fluctuate all the time. Like, you can be the grumpiest person for a moment. But as soon as someone says, let's go get some food, you're ready to go. Okay, and that's most definitely me. In the morning, please don't talk. To, I'm not a morning person. Like I said, um, I feel like it was in episode two, but I was talking about, like, Jesus is my coffee in the morning. If I ain't talked to him yet, you should not be talking to me because my flesh going to act up. But, no, like, seriously, like, um, our feelings um, fluctuate all the time. Um, so love can't only be a feeling because if it's a feeling, then it's going to change every day. Um but yeah, um, yeah, just talking about like how your feelings fluctuate and how like for a moment you could be like the grumpiest person because you ain't eat. And as soon as you get some food, you're doing your little happy dance. I know, bro, I be doing it too. Like when I get food, like you never stand and you eating and it's like, you know, you hearing a little, yeah, yeah. Like you, you hearing a little dance because the food is bust. If the food is bust, you're going to dance. But, um, yeah, um. And don't be so used to people saying that they love you, that they love you and their actions are not matching it because someone that loves you will show it. Okay. But yeah. Next bar. And how are we supposed to give love if it was never received? That L-O-V-E has have a post in my veins to make my heart beat. So one of the things I personally struggled with was following the commandment, love your neighbor as you love yourself because I was never taught love or how to love properly. And I didn't know that the more you developed a relationship with God, the more that his love will be poured out into you so you can pour it out into others. Um, but yeah, like in a household, the household I grew up never like necessarily 
um, taught me like God's love. So I had a false um, definition of false reality of what love is because I didn't know who God was, if that makes sense. Um, but not only was it hard for me to love others, but I struggled with loving myself because there are so many like variables that like you need to, you have to take time to find your identity in Christ. Because if you don't, then you won't fall in love with yourself. Because the more you fall in love with Christ is the more you fall in love with yourself. Because you start recognizing who you are, how he created you, why he created you for such a time like this, and how blessed and beautiful you are inside and out. So, yeah, like, fall in love with Christ and watch how you fall in love with yourself. And I could testify, like, self-love, all because I fell in love with Christ um and then the next bar goes and I don't understand how mankind can define something and they don't know what it really means how are you gonna create a definition without the creator in between that bothers me um so y'all let me show you guys these dictionary definitions of love right so the first one says an intense feeling of deep affection that's the first one. The second one says a great interest and pleasure in something. And then the third one is to like or enjoy very much. These are dictionary definitions of love. None of these are God is love. Because when you understand what Christ did on the cross and why, you'll actually get a revelation of true love. That is not just the feeling, but action behind it. And then the next bar goes, see, love is the ability to sacrifice for. Um, that is most definitely, like, my definition based on, like, what I've seen God's character to be. So, like, that's why I said love is the ability to sacrifice for because Jesus died on the cross. He sacrificed his whole life for us because that's how much he loved us. And God sacrificed his only begotten son for us because he so loved the world. Um and it continues to say the ability to put others before yourself. Most definitely, like, you know, God putting, um, well, Christ um, putting his life before, like, wait, hold on, let me say this right. <laughs> like, the the ability to put others before, like, he was thinking about us when he was on that cross, you feel me? Because um, when he was praying before, like, you know, the whole, like, um, get down happened, he said, like, God, is there any way you could take this cup from me? But because he, he was thinking about us, he was like, you know what? I got to do what I got to do for my people, for my children. So, yeah. And it, it continues to say, I didn't even finish. And I'm over here breaking down the... Okay. And I don't mean in line. I mean with time. So why is it such a crime to be divine? To sacrifice your ego for tender. To sacrifice and be patient instead of tempered. To sacrifice your doubts for belief. To sacrifice your silence for speech. To not be self-seeking and teach teach others what it really means um this section really speaks for itself putting others before yourself in a humble way and i actually go down to um no i gave examples actually in the bar like talking about like um your silence for speech um patience instead of tempered to not be self-seeking um those were examples of like putting others before yourself in a humble way um and i say in a humble way because sometimes we put others before ourselves that don't need to be put before ourselves like it's a difference between caring for others like in a humble way and like putting someone so like 
focusing on someone so much that you start to lose focus of yourself. But yeah, just wanted to emphasize that. Um, the next bar says, God is love and a sacrifice. He knew only the death of his son would bring us peace, tranquility, and make us free. Let me just, let me just repeat it. God is love and the sacrifice. He knew only the death of his son would bring us peace, tranquility, and make us free. I just wanted to repeat this because this is the core of the poem. Like my whole message and point and what I wanted to get across. What I wanted to get across is that God is love. So he is the love and the sacrifice because he knew only the death of his son would bring us peace, tranquility, and make us free. Um, the next bar goes, he knew there would be no progression without pain and let them put him in chains because he would rather see us saved and give grace. And I would rather choose God over anything, any day. Um, I want to address the progression without pain. Because sometimes pain is required in the process for the progress. Like, let me, let me say that again. Pain is required in the process for progress. Let me say that. Let me say, let me say that one more time. Let me say that one more time. Pain is required in the process for progress. Yes, it hurts, but it's going to make you stronger. Yes, it's painful, but it's going to make you grow. Like, pain is required in the process for progress. Um, Yeah, and then the next bar um, goes, And it's crazy how I didn't meet love till Christ found me. Even though I was in a world full of people that surrounded me, um, I was most definitely the lost sheep. I was the one that he left the 99 for. And I'm telling you, like, when I met Christ... And experienced his love, I realized I had never experienced love in my life. Like, I've never been loved before in my life because I've experienced what true love is. Um, before Christ's love, um, before um, Christ, um, man, like, love, I depended on love, like, based on how I felt. But with Christ, like, he doesn't depend, like, on how he feels of the hour of the day, but it's so consuming and unconditional. Like, it's not going to fluctuate. It's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Like, yes, I sin, but he still loves me. And the fact, the fact that God loved me before, before I was here is so like, wow. Like, you still love me even though I was down in the dirt. You still love me even though I disobeyed you. And it's like, you don't even love me more now because you've loved me to the max my whole life. Like, that's how... That's his love is so consuming and unconditional. And then the next part goes so intimate because it's within you and within me. And it pulses through my veins to make my heart beat and fills my lungs with the breath of life and gives me a reason to breathe. Like I breathe during that part. A reason to wake up in the morning because there's still purpose within me. Destiny waiting to be achieved. Um, You have to be intimate with God to experience his love. You have to develop that relationship and get to know him for yourself. Taste and see the goodness of God. Like I could talk about it all day long. I can. Like I could talk about it each episode, each podcast episode, each season. I could talk about God's love. But if you have not tasted it and seen for yourself, then you won't understand. Because the more you get to know him, the more you get to know yourself and your purpose and how called you are. And then the next bar goes, so please stop saying love is a feeling. 
Feelings don't last longer than a week. It's like a toxic relationship that you run back to trying to feel complete. And they say love makes you blind, but true love helps you see. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that last line one more time because it is so critical. You guys hear what hear what I'm saying? They say love makes you blind, but true love helps you see. I know if you guys heard the um I know if you guys heard phrases like oh like she's blindly in love or like love blinds her. Um that's a lie because true love helps you see Christ will open your eyes. You won't be walking in darkness, you're going to be walking in light. So true love helps you see um, his light will penetrate through your darkness and you'll see the path. You'll see what he has in store for you. You'll see the route. True love helps you see. And I'm just say, I'm gonna just say it one more time. And they say love makes you blind, but true love helps you see. Next bar. Um, don't let this generation make you be naive, causing you to fall into traps because you couldn't see. Please. Love is nails in Christ's hands, nails in his feet, a crown of thorns. But no defeat, because he rose again and took the keys. What Jesus did on the cross was an act of love. It was an action. It was an act of love. It was an action, not a feeling. He didn't feel like doing it, but he did it anyways. It was an action. And the last section of this poem, last bar, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight with evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So this whole section, um, if you guys don't know, is from 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 8 um it's so important that we include that part like there's like love never fails it's like the beginning of verse 8 and it's like verse 8 is like the rest of but love never fails like it's a part of it like I kind of don't know like why that part is cut off but love never fails love never fails y'all and um in first priority um the club I mean, at school, we was actually talking about the love test. Like, put your name in each of these blanks. Like, Andy is patient. Andy is kind. Andy does not envy. Like, that's how you know if you're loving others and you're loving yourselves the way that God wants you to. Um, but, yeah. L-O-V-E. Thank you guys for tuning in. That was the last bar. Um, that was the poem breakdown of the poem. And I just want to say I really appreciate you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in, but God bless.